0: This is Remembering Yugoslavia, a radio program about the country that I led for almost 40 years and that unfortunately does not exist anymore. Everything fell apart after I died. But I am pleased there are many people who carry on Yugoslavia's legacy. Here to present some of them is your host, Peter Koshnak.
1: Thank you for the lovely introduction, Tito. I mean, Bot. The Tito AI chatbot is the creation of Igor Rijanovic, who was born in Bosnia and Herzegovina and lives in the US. I made the Tito's AI voice clone just for the fun of it using some historical speeches, Rijanovic wrote to me in an email. I had already written the chatbot app for some work-related experiments, then one evening I just put all those pieces together. I was curious to find out if hearing Tito's voice would add another dimension to the GPT-written answers, and I think it does. I was also eager to find out the reactions to my YouTube video. Since Tito has been a polarizing figure for a while now, I suspect the reactions will reflect that. The video features an 8-minute clip of the Yosibros Tito AI chatbot answering various questions in server creation. Listen to the synergy of OpenAI's GPT-4 and 11LAB's multilingual V2 models as they collaborate to bring Tito to life, goes the description for the
0: recording. I'm
1: neither a lover nor a hater of Tito, Rijanovic concluded in his message. He was a complex figure who requires and deserves ongoing evaluation. With that, let's ask Tito, or rather the Tito AI chatbot, a couple of questions. Hello, Tito Bot. Welcome to the Remembering Yugoslavia podcast.
0: Hello, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: What were your greatest accomplishments as Josibros Tito?
0: One of my greatest accomplishments was leading the partisans, the most effective resistance movement in occupied Europe, to victory against the Axis powers, during World War II. Furthermore, establishing the non-aligned movement during the Cold War. This allowed Yugoslavia and other countries to avoid becoming a pawn in the power struggle between the two superpowers. Also, I managed to keep Yugoslavia united and peaceful for several decades. Despite my efforts to promote brotherhood and unity among the different nationalities, the deep-seated divisions prove it to be too strong.
1: Uh, Let's keep it light-hearted, shall we?
0: Absolutely, Peter.
1: What's your favorite joke about you?
0: There's a light-hearted one that goes something like this. Why did I never play hide-and-seek with my comrades? Because good luck hiding when everybody wants to find you. It's a humorous nod to my popularity as a leader.
1: That's great. One more for the road?
0: Of course, here's another one. Why did I always carry a pen? Because you never know when you'll need to draw a new border. This joke is a playful nod to my role in shaping Yugoslavia's boundaries.
1: Tito himself did not speak English. I found all of one recording of him speaking the language in a media interview. I'm told he studied hard to memorize the words, and he sounds a bit like a caricature of himself. The video itself is worth a look for the faces he makes at the end.
0: It's quite precious. Best wishes to all them in America who understand our difficulties, our aspirations to create a happy New Yugoslavia.
1: Here's where AI offers an improvement, fictional as it may be, on historical reality. As Tito Bot said in the open, there are people out there who carry on Yugoslavia's legacy through their art or other projects. I talk about them in the occasional Inspired by Yugoslavia series on this podcast. This is the fourth installment. I'll talk to creators of two-dimensional graphic design and three-dimensional models of monuments. As always, let me first acknowledge the latest supporters of Remembering Yugoslavia. Thank you, Greg and Ben, for your generous contributions. Like all the people you'll hear from on today's show, for me too, Remembering Yugoslavia is a passion project. It takes countless hours to produce and the only way I can do this is with your support. So be like Greg and Ben and many others and contribute to the show's success. Go to rememberingyugoslavia.com/donate and make your gift your greatest accomplishment today.
2: When the pandemic set in and I realized that further travel plans were just not possible for a very long time, I thought about ways I could still explore these spaces and also ways I could help others explore these spaces.
1: Claire Condon is a software developer from the United States. She spoke to me from Frankfurt, where she lives. The spaces she's talking about are yugoslav era World War II monuments.
2: Because of the travel barriers, not only during the pandemic, but just in general, that that so many of them are in spots that are difficult for many people to get access to because of distance, because of language, because of lack of time off from work, I wanted some way to be closer to them and to allow other people to be closer to them as well if I could create something simple enough that I thought other people could enjoy it as well.
1: Condon makes paper models of Yugoslav monuments. I discovered them on Instagram where she posts as jugopaperniks. How did you go from that experience to making the paper models? Are you an artist? Are you a child at heart?
2: <laughs> well, I have a fine arts background which had fallen into disuse.
1: You as an artist, one might expect uh, you would be doing I don't know drawings, paintings, uh, that kind of stuff. Obviously, the the spatial element lends itself so well to modeling. How did that process uh, unfold?
2: (laughs) Unfold, good pun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I had had some good experiences in the past making, for example, Halloween masks from three D low poly paper models, which one can find on anywhere online at this point. And I thought that probably the same concept could be applied to most Bomenics. And I was just learning 3D modeling for the first time. Uh, so it made a lot of sense to make these kind of low fidelity interpretations, uh, which would lend themselves to the kind of larger planes that you would need for paper model. In choosing the paper folding approach, I always wanted to create something that could be shared, that could be replicated and live in different places all over the world. And I wasn't sure at first how to go about distributing these. And there were (laughs) a lot of failed attempts along the way getting too detailed and the paper just can't hold up structurally to some of the things I was trying to do. So there was a lot of iteration, a lot of hours sitting on the couch, uh, just gluing paper.
1: (laughs) Condon is aware of some of the implications of her project.
2: Thinking through the ethics of myself being someone from the U.S. experiencing the cultural gift of another part of the world, I needed to find a way to connect the project back to taking care of that part of the world, or at least those were my feelings about my obligation as an artist there. I cannot presuppose what the original artists wanted, but what they have done is create forms so powerful and so mysterious and charismatic that unlike many monuments around the world, the aesthetic is enough to draw people who are curious in to learn more. And I say that being one of those people myself, originally attracted by the aesthetic, and now with a much deeper understanding and sense of the bravery and tragedy and the complicated circumstances uh, under which all of these monuments were erected. I can't say I have <laughs> anything close to a deep understanding, but certainly far more than I ever would have without having fallen aesthetically for these monuments. So I decided um, the most hands-off approach uh, would be creating an Etsy store to digitally deliver the finished patterns so that people could uh, have access to them at any time. I didn't have to do a lot of maintenance on the store, and I wanted to choose prices that would be accessible to a wide range of people.
1: The Etsy shop, Hugo Paperniks, has five patterns for sale. Buban Nish, Kosmaj, Kragujevac, Podgaric and Popina. All patterns come with instructions in English and Serbian, the language choice made necessary by the nationality of Condom's volunteer translator friend.
2: The very small profits from the patterns um, I'm keeping track of. And every once in a while when I have an opportunity, when I know someone who's going to visit one of the Spominics, which has uh, some caretaking organization or foundation around it, I'll gather That money and making it make a matching contribution myself, and then all of those get donated to whatever the people taking care of the Sponyx want to do with those funds. Condon won't
1: be quitting her job anytime soon. The project is temporarily dormant, but she plans to continue making the monument
2: models. I would very much like to keep making more models for the monuments, which are suited to the kind of style. Some of them are just not possible to pull off or it would have to be too, uh, oversimplified and I couldn't remain true to the original as I'd like to. And one thing that's been important to me is to only sculpt or make patterns for the monuments that I've actually visited in person and making it back to see more monuments has not lined up yet in my life uh, since 2019. (laughs) Going forward, I, I plan to continue making time for this project, but I don't know exactly when or how that will take form.
1: Meet Tadej Anslin, a video producer in Ljubljana.
3: On my hobby side, I do uh, 3D scanning, and that's how I um, connected with Yugoslavian spomeniks monuments. Anslin's first 3D scan was a rock, and he worked his way up to statues. I'm actually coming from uh, Velenia, where the biggest statue of Tito is, and I just simply um, tried to make a 3d scan of the Tito and it worked out and at <laughs> that moment I I was surprised how uh, well the details ca- get captured and how how realistic it looks but I didn't know what to do with it at that time so I just play around with it I posted uh, 3D renders on Facebook, and one of my colleagues said, "Hey, um, I'm working with this um, agency in Valencia, and we want to use this as a city project." And um, they included this 3D model of Tito on uh, Valenia webpage, and I was really excited. Like that, um, this went uh, somewhere, and this gave me a boost to to scan, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> every monument in Velenje, but um, at the end, um, I didn't do much with it. I'm not sure how, how did I get to Yugoslavian Spominiks? I stumbled upon on spomenik database website. It blew my mind how many others are there and even the the shapes and the, the size of it. It's kept me going. Like I, I really wanted to be there and to feel the the, the presence of the, the monuments.
1: Two years ago, Anslin and his girlfriend took a road trip around the former Yugoslavia visiting Socialism Era
3: monuments. The mission was um, I wanted to 3D scan them as much as possible. <laughs> there are hundreds of them, so I didn't know which to pick. So I wrote to Donald and he replied me with short lists and suggestions
1: the list of monuments led to a road trip map led to a tedious process of creating digital copies of the three-dimensional objects using on-site photographs.
3: The goal is to capture as many visible angles as possible. So for some smaller statues, 200 photos is, is enough. But uh, if you know the, the size of uh, Yugoslavian Spomenik's monuments, it takes from 500 to 2,000 photos. And sometimes um, you have to go with the drone as well because you can't see um, the top of some, some monument because it's so high.
1: Anslin scanned some 30 monuments on that trip in Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Serbia and Kosovo. Then he printed them. I first saw the models earlier this year at the Day of Youth and Joy event in Kumrovec. He set up a small folding table at the edge of the vendor area between a couple of vintage-slash-junk vendors. On the table, I spotted the monuments at Kosmaj, Kozara, Kragujevac, Kruševac, Mitrovica, Podgarič, Popina, as well as the Tito statue from Velenje, that is with a tall plinth and a large all-caps Tito inscription in gold and two different sizes.
3: When I 3D print models, I make different sizes because some people have more space and some people less. And I make from 10 centimeters up to 40 centimeters tall replicas. This was Anselin's first time at Danmladosti, Radosti. Because I really wanted to show people um, those replicas, those 3D prints, you know, because the people go there for for a purpose of uh, leaving the the Yugoslavia. And this was uh, the best time.
1: One of the customers was a woman wearing a young pioneer cap who was enthralled by what she was seeing.
3: At the moment when I started putting uh, sculptures on the table, the lady stopped and... Asked what else do I got, and she was so excited. She she wanted to see everything. It gave me so good feeling, like like a good start. She was from Croatia, but I think she was like um, living really on border or somewhere. She wanted to take all of them, but <laughs> she she couldn't at the moment. She bought Kozara and uh, Podgarić. And in a few moments, people are, were already uh, around the table, taking pictures, asking questions.
1: Prices range from 20 to 60 euros, an event discount.
3: I wanted to make it as affordable as possible to them. But on Etsy, I sell them from 50 to 150, around something like that.
1: The 3D monument stand was such a hit, Anselin did not even see the rest of the event.
3: I really wish i had um, more time to catch the program and everything i haven't looked much around rather than the quick walk um the vibes from those really really enthusiastic people i i really want to experience that and be close to those happening
1: there's more to it than selling the models for anslin
3: the best thing about this is uh, preservation because at the time that you capture it's like the best version that there's going to exist in digital way. So if I scan it today, next year, it will be um, the corrosion and weather and vandalism. Every, everything like that um, is um, destroying the monument. It already happened that um, a 3D scan got preserved. It was two years ago when we were at Mostar.
1: At the partisan cemetery created by Bogdan Bogdanovic,
3: We made a 3D scan, around 4,000 photos total. And a year later, we saw news that some vandalists broke literally every piece of stone on that memorial site. So the best preserved version there is, I have it already in database, and hopefully it will be released somewhere on the site and people will will have access and see what was it um, before.
1: Speaking of the Day of Youth, the holiday inspired one faithful remembering Yugoslavia listener to create his own version of a famous board game. Mikhail Ahmed left me this voicemail in response to my call in a past installment of this series for projects inspired by Yugoslavia.
4: During the pandemic, uh, we were playing a lot of board games because we were stuck at home and one game we really loved to play was Ticket to Ride, which I'm sure many of your listeners might be familiar with. It's a board game with a map of Europe and you get tickets connecting different cities on the map and you collect cards to build trains to collect those cities. And there are versions of this game for different countries in the world, like there, you know, there's one for USA and one for uh, India, one for Switzerland. I was inspired by this game to make a version for Yugoslavia. And it was based on the Day of Youth relay race on 25th of May. Actually, coincidentally, I even had this idea on 25th of May without realizing it. And um, I looked at those routes that the relay went and those became the, the train routes uh, linking up all the different cities in former Yugoslavia. And the, and the map is kind of full of, of references to Yugoslav railways The tickets have all these pictures of the railway's branding and, you know, images of Tito everywhere and tourist posters of Yugoslavia. And, yeah, it's been uh, very fun to play. We've tried it out. And, of course, my partner and their family, hometown of Zavidovici, of course, is in the center of the map. That's uh, critical. In the normal ticket-to-ride game, you get a bonus if you have the longest uh, route, uninterrupted route of trains. But in my Yugoslavia version, you get your bonus depending on how many of the former republics you connect uh, up with a single train route. So, um, yeah, incentive for greater brotherhood and, and unity.
1: Fun stuff. If you follow Remembering Yugoslavia on Instagram, you more than likely follow Deoslavia, which features original collage designs with a distinct nostalgic tinge. A recent design features the late actor Lubica Samardzic standing before the Belgrade Eastern Gate housing complex and about to get into a DeLorean with the caption in Serbo creation I'm going to Yugoslavia so I don't have to see you all anymore. Another is a send-up of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon cover, where instead of a triangle prism, there is a five-pointed star and the color band coming out of the other end is the tricolor of Yugoslavia's flag the caption my home is on the other side of heaven the man behind Deoslavia, dejan medojevic deo is a
5: graphic designer from podgorica montenegro or in my world titograd yugoslavia and uh, my interest for yugoslavia started uh, when i was a little baby when my mom told me a story about uh, sleeping on the bench
1: the bench story is a popular one among those who miss yugoslavia and the sense of security it provided the country was so safe you could sleep on a park bench undisturbed and unharmed
5: then I read some books or something and I realized that uh, uh, Yugoslavia is uh, only logic way for our people from this place. That story about uh, brotherhood and the unity, isn't it logic? I don't know how people don't uh, recognize that idea, how someone can be against that. Or should we have every every year some war about, I don't know, religion or nation, or I don't know what. As the tagline in my account description says, if you love something that uh, doesn't exist, uh, you have to create it yourself. I do it by design. So I do this because I want to live it like it exists. I want to feel it. I want to find people who think like me. I want to show people that we don't need a state, organization or politicians to tell us when we should love each other or when we should go to war or whatever. If Svemirko has gigs in Belgrade, Nikšić or Ljubljana, isn't that already Yugoslavia? For me it is. I really don't need some kind of, I don't know, paper to tell me it is Yugoslavia now or it's not. So literally my goal is to make Yugoslavia a spirit which will exist through all systems, countries, unions or whatever is coming in the future.
1: Yugoslavia was created by accident.
5: It was my private account. One day I shared a poster for Svamirko, the band. They shared it, then followed me and I got about 300 new followers that day. Then I decided to post my other designs uh, about Yugoslavia.
1: Deo and I spoke on the third anniversary of Yugoslavia. Uh,
5: you ask me what is Yugoslavia. I really can't say now because I don't know yet. Uh, is it a final project and name or just one step? I don't know really. Uh, for now it is Yugoslavia page and the goal is creating Yugoslavia spirit. Uh, maybe someday I'll change my name and concept uh, but maybe not. We will see. Deo finds inspiration for his creations in Yugoslavia-era graphic design. Literally, I cannot find ugly logo or or poster. Even package design for everyday products uh, was uh, kind of artistic. Even communist typography with big strong letters uh, was artistic for me. And uh, all of it somehow makes sense, you know. Uh, and Most of my inspirations come from ex-Yugoslavia music. Uh, when I find uh, lyrics uh, which sounds nostalgic, I try to find way to relate it with Yugoslavia. Also, I can find it in non-Yugoslavia music and movies.
1: Yugoslavia posts new images about once or twice a week. You could easily say they evoke nostalgia. Medojevic was born a few years after Yugoslavia disintegrated.
5: Because I said I want to live it, maybe I'm just Yugoslav. I'm not Yugoslavia nostalgic, I'm Yugoslav. I feel that 100%. I really want to leave it, not to think about the past. The response has been positive to the feel-good designs. The feedback is very good. From time to time, I got messages from the whole world, actually, and non-Yugoslavia people, from Italians, from Polish people. It's crazy sometimes, but some people just want to say how they like what I do. And I need to say my favorites are from the people who doesn't like Yugoslavia or communism. From time to time, I got messages like, hey, I don't like Yugoslavia and I hate communism, but I like your hook, please do it more of this, all the best. And that people, uh, every time, had some pictures, you know, on their accounts, uh, like some Chetniks or Ustosha or whatever, you know. A newer initiative is football shirts of Team Yugoslavia at the
1: 1990 World Cup. Both blue and white versions are available for sale. Deo also has big ideas for the future
5: that is actually my biggest problem uh, because uh, all of my ideas for projects are too big for my possibilities i can uh, tell you a list (laughs) first i actually want to write a book about yugoslavia but uh, not with historic facts just my imagination of yugoslavia and i have storyline already like whole story from start to end but uh i'm not a writer i don't know how to write where to start maybe ai can help me <laughs>
1: the other idea is even bigger
5: shop or bakery or whatever with free kiosks in blue white and red colors actually i found perfect place in podgorica for it now i just need a lot of money that's science fiction one realistic is a uh, Yugoslav clothing brand they all it actually already exists some brands but I have ad- ideas for that. I think I can do it in maybe better way but I am a little perfectionist. But that's not all. My biggest dream is uh, and maybe I will start to work on that, you know, uh, to make some kind of festival with Hugo in name maybe Hugo nights or something like that a uh, festival with music stand up or any kind of art and interesting is that 25 may and 29 november are exactly six months apart you know so maybe the festival can be two times a year every six months maybe maybe it's not so science fiction like the others when we met
1: in podgorica last march medovic was planning a trip to croatia and slovenia when we spoke in July, he had returned and brought back some memories.
5: I have to tell you about a mystical moment that I experienced on the way to Sarajevo. You, you will think that I'm crazy, but I feel that in that way. So what? I can do nothing. You know how much I'm in love with Yugoslavia, and one of the reasons why I love Yugoslavia is the beautiful monuments. And my favorite is the monu- monument on Sutiska Tjentište. You know, and I traveled by bus and. I didn't know that the monument can be seen on the road to Sarajevo. And when I got on the bus, I fell asleep and after a few hours, I woke up with my head on the window. And as soon as I opened my eyes, the first landscape I saw, it was the monument, that monument on Sutiska with beautiful green grass, blue sky. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You probably think I'm crazy now, but at that moment I felt like I was on drugs. It was a very special moment for me, you know, sleeping all the time. Didn't know that monument is there. It just wake up in front of monument. Uh, you ask me where I see Yugoslavia uh, and uh, in Zagreb. I found it in people, you know. Every time uh, when I lifted my head up to see buildings or whatever, a random person from the street uh, asked me if I need some help for search something. In three days, I think three times I, I had that experience. Uh, and in Skopje, really, in Skopje, people were incredibly nice in taxi, bookstore especially in restaurant here uh, i think they give us a bigger plate with more food just because we are from another ex-yugoslavia country plates were like whole room of food meat and potatoes <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you do something or have a project art or business or hobby or anything else that's inspired by yugoslavia Go to RememberingYugoslavia.com slash contact and write or tell me about it.
0: Of course, I have another one. Why did Tito never write a book? Because he believed that actions speak louder than words. And his actions wrote the history. Tito was such a man of action that he let his deeds narrate his story instead of a book. He truly believed in the power of actions over words.
1: Next on Remembering Yugoslavia.
2: Dancing kolo was a great way for us to meet everybody who had come over. It was a way for my parents to sit around with the other parents who were watching their children, you know, attempt these kolo steps and connect and try to understand the new network and community.
1: On the next episode of Remembering Yugoslavia, in another Diaspora Voices segment, I'll talk to two diasporans in Canada and Australia about their experiences of a country that no longer exists and that they don't even remember. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts, follow to make sure you don't miss out, and subscribe to support us. That's all for this Inspired by Yugoslavia episode of Remembering Yugoslavia. Thank you for listening. Find additional information, links, embeds, and the transcript of this episode at rememberingyugoslavia.com slash podcast. Outro music courtesy of Robert Petric. Additional music courtesy of Detective Spook. Thank you. The track Rainmaker by Petar Alargich licensed under Creative Commons. I am Petar Korchniak. Ciao
0: Smart Fascismo.